I guess we're not running the video today. <laughs> we're talking about money, 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 because that's what there is to talk about on a Thursday. Crypto, Fed rates, interest rates, blockchain, crypto. Yeah, money. Money, other kind of monies. Money. Monies. If you're under three, it's monies, plural. Talk about monies today. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, we've been running a video all week. We didn't run it today, but look, you know already. It's like a few days away now. May 9th, we're having a party in Tampa. More than a party. More than a party. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's totally underselling it by calling it a party. This is not an after digital dealer mixer where you go and you stand around your little cocktail table and you sip on your rum and coke. This isn't that kind of thing at all. This is like, think of it like South by Southwest meets an automotive conference meets meets uh i don't even know something that you've never even seen before that's what we always go for it meets retail pop-up shop yes exactly yeah so if you haven't gotten your tickets get them they're selling faster than they've been uh or being claimed faster than they've been if you're a dealer you don't have to pay but you still need to register a ticket our friends at autofy paid for all the dealer tickets in advance however you need to go to a soto.com and register your spot because once the tickets are gone uh they're not going to let you in and I'm Thank saying you. that with the 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 most grace I can. We want to be able to let you in, especially if you're listening to the show. You should be in. You should be in. Yeah, come <laughs> come on. Like, just fly on down there for that. If, even if you're not going to digital dealer, just come on. It's yep. going to be so much fun. And you know, I we encouraged yesterday just the idea that there are so many incredible people that will be there between dealers and uh, industry partners and thought leaders in the industry. Dealers that are doing incredible things um, are, are, are one of the people that we've talked about and had on the show. Patrick Abad, Brian Kramer will be there. Legends. So you, can, you can literally just ask them questions and they are open books, which is what I love about this industry. There are so many people that are willing to just like feedback and give encouragement and give best practices in real time. And that's really the place where that happens is kind of like the outside of the conference pieces. For sure. And we're even going to have some other outside automotive industry people there because, you know, savvy people like to roll with their savvy friends. So we're going to have some like legit crypto experts there. Yes. We're going to have some <laughs> legit people from other industries there. And the only way you're going to get to talk to them, hear from them, whatever, is to be there. So uh, be there if you can. Go to a soda.com, register a ticket. I want to thank our sponsor, premier sponsor, Autofy. Uh, our friends at Namad actually bought the drinks for everybody. So it seemed really Ooh. appropriate because Namad does know how to throw a party really, really, really well. Uh, friends at TrueCar are giving away cash. Like it's gas money from TrueCar. So like we're def giving three giveaways. We're giving over $1,000 in cash away. Um, we are having a retail pop-up shop. Our friends at um, Upstart. They have done an awesome job of just helping us get this retail swag shop uh, to you. So you're going to go in. You're going to get a Sodu box. It looks like real money. It's so much fun. You'll be able to go to the store and buy what you want with the money that we gave you. So it's free. You know how it works. Yes. Exactly. All, all, all that to say, it's going to be like nothing we've ever done before and probably nothing like you've ever experienced before. So if you're within an hour's drive, just just do it. If you're an industry partner and you have staff, sales staff in the area or you're going to be and you're not going to digital dealer, that's okay. Call your dealers, invite them out to the party, be the hero, right? Yes, exactly. We're just trying to tee it up for you guys. We're trying to we're make it put the ball on the tee, right? right? <laughs> trying to like, hey, this is how industry collaboration happens 
faster. We innovate faster. That's why we're so passionate about not only getting the dealers there, but getting the industry partners there. Not only that so that everyone can like hawk one another. No, we're trying to speed innovation by increasing communication, being more clear, um, building more friendships and more relationships because the speed of trust and the speed of relationships outpaces everything. Yes. Bingo. It just does. Uh, awesome. Speaking of trust. Oh, heck. Stop. That the trigger button's just not working today. It's just going crazy today. So speaking of trust, yeah, he's yeah. beating up his <laughs> with that So, uh, you know, one of the things that that we really uh, get excited about every week is Pitch Tank. And this week, tell the uh, people it, what Pitch Tank is. It, it's a it's a um, clubhouse room where for three minutes, three different. Uh, industry partners get to pitch dealers and um, and technologists and marketers on their product, how they might uh, solve problems for the dealership. And yesterday, uh, the winner of Pitch Tank was Tom Klein, the founder of Better Vantage Point. And uh, what I really love about what he's doing is not just like building trust, but making sure trust is is when it's gained, it's earned, and then and then repeated. Um, one of the things that he was talking about a lot yesterday that we'll probably uh, continue to bring up over the next five or six months is the Graham Bliley Leach Act um, that has uh, some new specifics to it on what dealers are going to need to do to make sure that they have the right processes, written forms, people in place to make sure that. Uh, if things come up from a privacy perspective that they're taken care of. And, and that's something that he's doing to help out, giving the consultative approach to that to make sure that dealers are protected, um, but are also like when you think protected, serving the customer well. And he's got a really unique vantage point. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, better vantage point uh, good. as being a dealer owner uh, in the past. So he's got you know, a really unique approach to it. And congratulations. Uh, we like to say to him for winning pitch tank and in both the pitch and the product yesterday. Bravo. So, yeah. Bravo. All right. Today we said at the beginning of the show, we're going to talk about monies today. It's monies. Plural. Monies today. Uh, we um, look, sometimes financial things can like, especially higher level financial things can be confusing to some new people to thinking about the markets and understanding how they impact actually real life and consumer life more importantly. So we're going to try to like just talk about it at a cursory level and bring some application to it. And then we're going to talk about some crypto and blockchain. It's been a little while since we've talked about it, but we have a couple things that came up over the last few days that we think are important to talk about. And we understand that that can be confusing to people that have been traditionally paying attention to existing markets and existing currencies and existing transactions. So we really live in this time when there are, are kind of like two separate mentalities moving forward and being forced to work together around what the consumers want and consumer behavior. So uh, we're going to try to talk about it a little bit today, try to make a little bit of fun. I mean, you've probably heard about this already. Um, maybe you don't even know what it means, but maybe you do. The Fed raised interest rates by 50 basis points, a.k.a. half of a percent, um, which... That's a whole, that's a half of a percent. So this is, the, this is the second time, only the second time they've raised rates since 2018. And this is the highest one-time bump in interest rates since the year 2000. Like I had no kids in the year 2000, Kyle. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just, just the reality that we are seeing that much of a bump in the interest rate in order to curb inflation uh, is, you know, just... You want to lean in and you want to pay attention because, I mean, I was talking to a dealer yesterday, you know, their, um, their, their special interest rates from their manufacturer, you normally think of like 0.9, 1.9, their special interest rates for the top tier credit is 4.7% right now. 
So if you don't believe that that's going to take another bump uh, headed into, um, you know, into June, into July, uh, then you're sorely mistaken. And you might actually see, you know, a mid-month bump on some of that stuff. Um, so it, it's very impactful for automotive as it is for the rest of everything. I mean, home home purchasing. Um, and, and, and then, you know, obviously it goes all the way down into retail because banks lend money to, uh, to different businesses. And so everything, uh, gets, gets that kind of like bump in interest and bump in, you know, con- the, the difference in consumer mentality. So something definitely to pay attention to. Well, and if you're, you're not familiar with it, here's how, um, here's how it all runs down the chain. Here's the macroeconomic principle behind it. First of all, this is the second rate of the increase of the year. However, it's the second of seven planned increases that the Fed has already said they're planning on doing seven of these, right? So even if they bump it a quarter point at a time, right, we're adding another three and a half percent to the existing interest rate. Here's how it works. When interest rates rise, then it gets more expensive to borrow money, like Kyle just said. So houses, cards, credit cards, financing purchases, which is intended to slow down consumer spending. When there's less money available to spend, you make more prudent decisions. And what that is intended to do is to regulate demand on products. Right now, inflation is soaring, right? It's at 8.5%. The Federal Reserve usually targets 2% annual inflation. It's now at 8.5, right? And it's probably actually a lot higher than that, depending on, that doesn't even figure in things like home prices, fuel, right? That's like basic basic groceries, right? That's across the board. Right now it's 37% in auto or something ridiculous. Yeah. And you know what, you know what the fuel prices is. So it's actually much higher than that. And so what they're actually trying to do is slow demand for products. If people buy less, that reduces demand for products. And what happens? Supply and demand balance happens when there's less demand. What happens to prices? They come down. But when there's high, more demand than there is inventory, guess what? Prices go up. So that's how uh, basically the interest rate model works to slow inflation down and and they're in the middle of it right now. Um, You know, our takeaway for dealers today on this is that, you know, affordability is already an issue for for vehicles. We've talked about this several times over the last few months. Affordability is already an issue. This is going to increase that pressure, right? So I, you know, we would say look for other areas to help your consumers save money and let them know that you understand that they're being stretched really thin. Um, I don't know. We always think of creative ways. It's easy to think of creative ways. It's harder to execute them. But I mean, think about it. What other businesses do you know? What other relationships do you have that maybe you can leverage your buying power as a dealership or your influence as a dealership to help your consumers get some discounts on some other stuff? Man, right? I know this guy. Just if anyone wants to to be introduced and and I'm not going to plug the full company, but essentially what they're doing is like making a dealership a uh, like look like a gas station. Um, and then giving rewards based on uh, gas station credit card spending. And so like you actually give your- What do you mean look like a gas station? Based on the classification, yep. you can classify your um, your credit processing like you are a gas station. And so oh, now okay. Okay. anytime someone like processes a credit card or spends money with you, you actually get the ability to give them back gas points. So this is the way that like- Kroger and, um, you know, a lot, any place that does gas points that isn't an actual gas station, this is how they reward their customers. Well, yeah, it actually reduces the amount of cost of your credit card processing, almost making it free in the end. And then you actually turn and give your cust the customer 
um, discounts at the pump and you can incentivize it even so you can actually put like marketing dollars into it. So think about the, the, the like strategic play there right now in a place where people are going, I still have to spend money on my car, right? Cause I need to get maintenance done. Plus I need to get gas, but the prices are rising and this gas card has your logo on it. I'm just, man, it's a perfect timing for that. This person is entering the market at the right time. So if you're listening to the podcast, shoot me a DM and I'll connect you for sure. Yeah. And if you don't know, it's Kyle Bounce here. M-O-U-N-T-S-I-E-R. Hit him on LinkedIn. He'll hit you back. He'll hit you back. Um, All right. So we're going from macroeconomics, right? Fed interest rate increases, what that's doing in the economy. Now we're going to flip all the way to the other side of like this new world of cryptocurrency, NFT economics. Um, There is a new project called The Other Side. It sounds like something out of Stranger Things, right? But this is The Other Side. It is a new metaverse world. So it's a virtual world where you can actually buy real estate. So Other Side Deeds for this new metaverse world land, it temporarily shut down the Ethereum blockchain. So major cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, the two biggest ones, and they operate and function as like their processing unit on something called the blockchain. So Ethereum blockchain was shut down because demand for these transactions and processing the transactions of the sale of these deeds like became so uh, so intense that no other traffic could get through. I know this is educational mode, right? So this- well, it's like think about if for some reason all of the country was to go into Kroger right now and start like flooding all of the all of Kroger systems with processing. There's a good chance that they would you know, shut down some level of credit card processing as well. It's just traffic. It's It's not even, it's not even like shutting it down. It's like making it imagine, you know, you know what it's like when you go in Burger King on it in like a rest stop and, and like the, the senior citizens bus pulls up in front of you. Right. And you know, and 70 people file into the line. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to grab some peanuts in the gas station. I'll hit the next one. Right. That's what, that's what it's like. Burger King's open. They're making food, but it's just not worth you waiting. And then right. you add on and the way the Ethereum blockchain works, why you the reason you would wait is because the processing fee goes up the higher the demand is because there's limited right. people processing transactions and then it's supply and demand again. Right. So um, on a normal day, right, you're going to pay a very low price. They call it a gas fee. You pay a low price to get your transaction processed. But when the network's blocked up, guess what? People start charging more and more. It's like an auction system, more and more to process yeah. your transaction. So basically these parcels were being uh, sold. There's 55,000 parcels of land being sold and they average about $5,800 to buy the parcel and the gas fees to process were more than the purchase price. Some of the gas fees were six grand. So nuts. And so, you know, basically they, they expended more energy on that blockchain in that one day than basically the, the, the eBay of, NFTs expended in the last nine months. So, and you might be like, what is, what is this board ape thing? So basically it's an NFT community um, where you buy these little figures and these figures can now live in this metaverse world. They can actually be licensed out. It's, you know, it's collectible meets functionality. I know to some of you listening right now, you might be like, I, this is weird. (laughs) Actually, Kyle said that to me this morning. He's like, dude, this world is so weird. weird." Well, and I think like, there's there's so much to be to be said here. I I do want to clarify because I had a I had a struggle with this of like so wait why does it take energy to 
do these transactions, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because of the computing and processing power that's necessary to code these transactions. And when you talk about a large volume of transactions, um, you know, the, these coders and the people that code blockchain transactions are the best of the best in the world. And so they're utilizing this processing power. Like, think about it as a decentralized computer from, you know, 19 whatever when computers came out and they were as big as a room, right? That it took a ton of processing power to complete, you know, one Basic plus calculations, one. right? Exactly. So it's the same mentality, but it's just more decentralized. And they're using the same volume of energy. And I think, you know, obviously like ETH2 starts to solve some of that energy usage and there are other blockchain technologies solving. Um, we talked about the one that did the, you know, the, um, the New York Times Square, I think shut down uh, yeah. that's saying, Hey, look, we, we process transactions so much more efficiently. Yep. Um, so there's, there's going to be a move here that allows more people to do this more efficiently. Uh, but it is kind of scary to think like, one day of traffic can literally shut down everybody. Oh, that's else a whole new. Through. That's a whole new issue, right? I mean, when you talk about reliability and actually moving a lot of transactions to that, it'll be solved just like any new technology, though, right? Yep. You have these speed bumps, and I know this might we might be floating around in the in the metaverse for you right now because you're talking about this. We're about to bring it back down to the ground. Bear with us just for another minute. Um, as of this morning, those NFTs, those deeds, those plots, those parcels of land, um. Are, do, did we play the video for that already, Isaac? If you're watching, so. no, if you're watching, uh, we can throw that video up so you can actually see what they look like. They just look like you're playing Mario Brothers and went, <laughs> went, down a, went down a drain tube and that's what it looked like down it's there. Just wild. <laughs> it's just so, uh, so either way, this morning they were selling for uh, about $11,000. Um, you know, <laughs> Mike Hamilton just texted and I sell real estate for a living. Blows my mind. Mike, if you ever want to talk about it. I'll get, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. I don't know a lot about real estate. No, there I do actually. I'll, I'll, I'll do the transaction or the translation. Yeah. So if you're watching on the live stream right now, you're seeing some of these parcels of land uh, that were sold and they just, yeah, that's just level 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just level 10. So they were selling for about uh, more than double of what they went for at the original mint, but chances are they'll go up even more than that. Here's the takeaway. Let's bring it down to earth, right? Cryptocurrency is being adopted in more dealerships across the country, right? So having a basic knowledge of this stuff is going to be beneficial for you in the long term. Not only that, but I'm willing to bet that every 20, 20 to 30-year-old that is buying a car in your store has probably made money via cryptocurrency and NFTs over the last year and a half. And so yep. this is actually becoming a, uh, a plausible and regular revenue stream too so if you know a little bit about it it's not going to hurt you but speaking of dealers accepting cryptocurrency there it is. Time. all right uh more dealers than ever are accepting cryptocurrency automotive news article featured our good friend good friend kevin fry the jeff weiler automotive group um saying that they are now uh accepting lots of different types of cryptocurrency. Isaac, you can roll that video clip. Um, there's no audio to it, so if you're watching. Um, but if, if you're just listening, this is basically uh, them announcing they, they accept multiple forms of cryptocurrency. Here's a quote from the article. Last month, Mercedes-Benz of Fort Mitchell in Kentucky sold a certified pre-owned uh, Benz to a buyer in Saudi Arabia that submitted an internet lead and paid using Ethereum cryptocurrency. Back to Ethereum, said Kevin Fry of Jeff Weiler Automotive Family who heads up marketing for the group. 
Uh, he said, for us, it's really no different than getting a traditional down payment. It's just the form we're getting it in is different. They will yep. accept 12 cryptocurrency forms at its 23 dealerships in three states. That's like yeah. for real. That's for real happening right now. Yeah, and and I love that it's just it's just matter of fact. It's like, oh yeah, one day we needed to accept Amex, and so we got a payment processor for that. Yeah. It sounds like today we we got to accept cryptocurrency. So let's yep. get a processor for that. And it's really like the the blocking and tackling of it without having to try and make money on it or do anything like that. It really is just a way to transfer funds from one place to another place. And so a dealership, actually, it's super approachable. There are a few partners we've talked about, uh, you know, uh, friends of ours at Scion and there's yep. some other partners that are making it possible. But really, like, if you don't want to think about making money or investing or doing any of that stuff and you simply want to accept the transactions and then convert them to U.S. dollars, you can. And there are technologies in, or- in order to, like, to give you the capacity to do that. And it's a great opportunity for marketing. It's a great opportunity to touch a a, a buyer base that maybe um, wouldn't buy from you otherwise, right? And mm-hmm. so I think that you know, just thinking of it as just oh, I'm just accepting another type of currency, and there are technology providers that allow me to do that, that allow the processing and transaction to take place. And I think that that's kind of what I hear in in Kevin and and probably Jeff Weiler's just verbiage right there right oh it's perfect i mean kevin kevin is so like technologically forward facing but he is so intent on the consumer experience he says this uh every important business decision that we make we ask ourselves this question does it make does this make us more consumer facing and when we apply does accepting crypto make us more consumer facing it's yes all day long it's one more avenue that they can transact with it's simple safe secure and quick except so, for yesterday except <laughs> for when bored ape yacht club is launching a new metaverse deed right then we're going to switch to bitcoin but i, I, I like gosh kevin said it all right yep. if, if you're intent and that's how they want to pay then that's how they get to pay right there you go it's just there another thing to do so we hope you bore with us for all that finance information, I know it's a lot, but it's important because the consumer is not going to stop moving forward, nor is technology. Neither are we. See you tomorrow.